plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We are brought to the airwaves under the species of Be the Star You Are charity. And I am your host, Cynthia Bryan. I am very grateful that you are here with us today because you are going to be able to expand your life and and just really do well with everything that's going on. The miracle moment for today is uh, brought to you by Be the Star You Are charity. Please visit Be the Star You Are. We're still working on Operation Disaster Relief. It seems like it's going to be an ongoing, an ongoing thing so that we can self help others. So please visit be the star you are.org. And the miracle moment is from ACOP. It's thrifty to prepare today for the wants of tomorrow. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Our show is about gratitude. This is the gratitude show. And coming up in segment two, we bring on author and entrepreneur Mae McCarthy with her newest book, The Gratitude Formula, a seven-step success system to create a life that you love. And it's going to be a very easy uh, trip for you because you're going to find out that success really isn't a secret. It truly is a system. In segment three, we'll talk about some helicopter parents. Well, it used to be helicopter parents, but basically not being a helicopter parent and allowing your children to fail. I always say that failure is fertilizer, but in uh, so often as parents, we just want to do everything for them. So we have, you know, these really successful kids. But the obvious thing is that we are breeding risk-averse adults and we're not teaching our children that uh, failing is part of life. So the secret is learning to be resilient. So Thanksgiving doesn't come, but, you know, just once a year. We really need to have that gratitude theory every day and the feeling of it. And there's so many easy ways. Well, when May comes on in segment two, she's going to show us how. But Uh, I wanted to uh, read to you from the book, The Gift of Gratitude. This is from our new book, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Celebrating Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World. And you can pick that up at CynthiaBryan.com and just go under books. Sometimes I feel like I am the luckiest girl on the planet. My greatest blessing was to be born into a family of farmers of Italian descent with parents who deeply loved one another and their five children. We were taught to be grateful for everything, to respect others, and to believe we could accomplish our dreams as long as we worked hard and lived with integrity. By standards of the day, we were poor, although we children didn't know it. We each owned a pair of cowboy boots, Levi's, a shirt, a sweatshirt, a pair of shorts, 
a couple of pairs of socks, some underwear, bathing suit, and a Sunday church outfit. Our playground was the hills, the fields, orchards, and creeks. And our playmates were just each other and the wild animals that we'd adopt. Our mother was a tremendous gardener and accomplished cook. We ate meals together daily, fresh farm to table, long before it was considered trendy. And besides being a talented rancher, our father could build or fix anything. He made our desks so that we could study. He hung ropes over the creek so that we could swing like Tarzan. He even dug us a swimming pool when we were teenagers. We rode our horses bareback, and by the age of eight, each of us had learned to drive every tractor, trek, jalopy, and jeep so that we could work not only on our acreage, but for the many other farmers in the valley. It was a simple, loving, earthy existence that taught me innumerable life skills, for which I am immensely thankful. Having an attitude of gratitude is being rich in spirit. Have you ever wondered how your life could change for the better if you cultivated a year-round practice of being grateful? Counting your blessings is not just an idle comment. Research indicates that giving thanks produces admirable benefits from reducing stress to increasing restful sleep. And by paying attention to what we have and not to what we lack, we begin to see the world as a place of goodness. We recognize that the gifts we receive have arrived from sources outside of ourselves. And heartfelt appreciation for just the little things leads to an awareness that despite the dark moments that will definitely occur in every person's life, we can also choose to find that silver lining. And when we set our intention to seek the positive in everything that occurs, we become more optimistic, happier, healthier, and more satisfied with our lives. And guess what happens next? Yep, the more we are grateful for, the more we will have to be grateful for. Gratitude amplifies gratitude. It doesn't matter who you are or where you are from. You have the ability to give thanks daily. Now, challenges are just opportunities in disguise. Seek the light at the end of the tunnel and then be glad for that tunnel. You'll be rewarded with a stronger immune system, lower blood pressure, improved relationships, and you'll feel less isolated when you incorporate gratitude as a major influence of your being. A few of the small and sometimes silly things that make me thankful every day and that I say a prayer of thanks for are a healthy body, mind, and spirit, straight white teeth, a pillow on which to rest my head, indoor plumbing, Nature all around me, electricity at the flip of a finger, clean water, a belly filled with fresh produce, my beloved barnyard of abandoned animals, work I love, my favorite clothing items like my bathrobe and my bikini, birds singing, ice cream, the ability to make a difference in the lives of others from the Be The Star You Are charity. And again, that link is bethestarur.org. Twinkling stars in the night sky, my trusty Mac laptop, and most importantly, my precious family, relatives, friends, and colleagues who enrich me with their love, intelligence, hugs, and dedication. 
these are just a sampling of the little big contributors to my joy and my appreciation for being alive. And I also want to share with you a sampling of my very favorite gratitude quotes because they become my personal affirmations. If you memorize one or two, you'll find yourself jettisoned to an uplifted space and a mood that is happy as you incorporate grace and gratitude into your daily practice. So the first one is from Henry Ward Beecher. Gratitude is the fairest blossom which springs from the soul. From Cicero, gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others. From Doris Day, gratitude is riches, complaint is poverty. From Abraham Hicks, when you feel gratitude, you are the closest to the natural state you were born to live in. From Dennis Waitley, happiness cannot be traveled to, owned, earned, or worn. It is the spiritual experience of living every minute with love, grace, and gratitude. And from Oprah Winfrey, if you look at what you have in life, you'll always have more. If you look at what you don't have in life, you'll never have enough. So today, I have several pairs of boots, Levi's shorts, bathing suits, and other items of clothing, as well as I have a few more pennies in my pocket. I have maintained the eating habits of my youth by growing as much of what my family consumes as possible, and my appreciation for open space, personal privacy, and the beauty of nature engulfs my raison d'être. The hard work and the loving lessons learned in my formative years are implemented in my daily actions. I thank my mom and dad for rooting me in richness and grounding me in gratitude. And here's an exercise for you. I call it Thanksgiving is every day. Thanksgiving doesn't only come once a year in November, so create a habit of grateful living as a daily ritual with compounding benefits. And you can try a few of these gratitude actions on for size. Then watch how your life morphs. Begin each morning with words of gratitude for three unique items that spring to mind. For example, just the fact that you woke up is a reason to celebrate, hey, you are still alive. Start today noticing the good things all around you. Smile more. Compliment and thank at least three people every day. Create a gratitude journal, either on your computer or in a notebook. Enter all the small and big things that pop up that make you whisper thank you throughout the day. Write a letter of appreciation to a former teacher or a mentor. Volunteer to be of service. Find good fortune in something that seemed doom. Think, talk, and live abundance and blessings. What you think about and talk about will come about. And finally, don't complain, don't blame. Instead, reframe and gain. Make every day Thanksgiving Day, and you'll easily become the star you were born to be. And my sincerest thanks to you for listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and Express Yourself. I am so grateful for you and for my wonderful team at Voice America Network. As we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words, but to live by them. And that was from our President John Fitzgerald Kennedy. So I thank you so much for listening to me. And when we come back from break, we will have Mae McCarthy on. She's the author of The Path to Wealth, 
And this one is the, the new book that we'll be talking about is The Gratitude Formula, which will give you a path to wealth. I'm Cynthia Bryan. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Turn up the volume. We'll be right back. Be the star you are. The star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world. Lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR. 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 And visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan. www.cynthiabryan.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business Well, thank you all so very, very much for staying with us here on Star Style. Be the star you are. We are coming to you live. And this is uh, the Voice America Network, the Empowerment Channel. Well, as I promised you at the top of the hour, we have a very special guest with us, Mae McCarthy. She's the author of The Path to Wealth, and her new book is called The Gratitude Formula, A Seven-Step Success System to Create a Life You Love, which I will say will put you on the path to wealth, if that is what you want. Welcome, Mae, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Oh, thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. Well, I uh, I love the fact that we're this is a gratitude show because I'm very, very much big into gratitude. And I think that the fact that you have uh, really spelled out that gratitude is not a uh, is a system and it's not a secret. So why don't you tell us how you got started on all this and so that we can get a, make it clearer uh, for our listeners? Boy, well, I I first discovered that gratitude can be used as a tool for success in my first of seven companies that I've started. 
Right. You and you have been very successful in as being an entrepreneur and and, um, and doing all these companies. It's amazing and the millions of dollars basically. Well, yeah, my largest was over a hundred million in annual revenues, and um, at any for since 1982, I've been doing this. But when I was in college, I uh, went to school full time and had a business with about 250 employees. And one of the things that we did was sell to consumers, and because I wanted to achieve goals we always had quotas and sales goals and we'd get so excited and so grateful for our success when we'd reach those goals and one of the things that I found um, I, I don't know what what light bulb got turned on in my head but something turned on and I thought you know we have so much fun when we celebrate reaching our goals why don't we start being grateful for reaching our goals in advance as though we already reached them so I asked my salespeople to go along with that and um, uh, go ahead and um, be grateful for reaching their individual sales quotas and for also reaching these other goals and um, for the whole company. And as we started to do that, we ended up hitting our targets much more often than we used to when we just had goals that we were wanting to achieve. So when we described them as already done with gratitude, we ended up having so much more success. And so I've used that tool ever since. And, you know, lots of studies have been done that gratitude is one of those things that is good for your health and your well-being. And it helps you de-stress. If you use gratitude statements before you go to sleep at night, you sleep better. Lots of studies have shown that. But I also think that gratitude can help magnetize you to achieve more of what you're putting your attention on, more of what you're putting your gratitude on. And I'm not the only successful person that believes that. Lots of people, including Oprah Winfrey, who says that if you're grateful, if you're thankful for stuff, it tends to multiply. But if you're always focusing on lack, you tend to have that experience instead. Exactly. I mean, I I just read the quote from uh, Oprah Winfrey from a chapter that I wrote in my new book that's on gratitude. And, you know, I mean, it is very, very true that we have to be grateful for what we have because gratitude begets gratitude. So it's not, you know, it, it feels like a miracle, but the reality, it really isn't. So let's go into your seven-step success system. Okay. So the gratitude formula for the first step ends up using the entire seven steps in the first book. And that's called a daily practice. And the reason that I think repetition is important, focusing on your goals first thing in the day, every single day, is super important and having courage to follow those intuitive and creative thoughts and ideas and gut instincts and messages that resonate uh, with you that are external to you. That's the first step is to do that daily practice. The second thing is to be mindful of your words. Create powerful goal statements. Instead of saying, I want to get out of debt, you would say, I'm so grateful that I am financially free. And you you do it in the present tense. So everything, it's already happened. Present tense or already happened, past tense, right? 
Yes, always, always as though it's already complete with gratitude. And that will help stimulate your subconscious and your intuition to point out uh, steps for you to take along the path for you to get there. So use powerful word, word, blah, sorry, word statements, uh, tongue te- teaser there. The third step is to choose goals that are right for you. There are so many people that end up doing things and agreeing to do things that other people ask them to do, which they're not required to do. And what ends up happening in some cases is they get really stressed out and they get really resentful and they don't have enough time to focus on their own goals and they don't feel very happy. So I ask people and guide them through a process where they can determine whether or not these are their goals and that they're required to do them or their goals that are elective and how to graciously say no. The fourth thing is to recognize that your brain has within it um, some very strong beliefs and behaviors that you've created over a lifetime. And sometimes those beliefs and behavior will actually hinder you Uh, receiving or accomplishing a goal that you've never experienced before or that's different than something you've experienced before. Essentially, it puts those intuitive messages on mute because it's not familiar with the possibility of you achieving a goal that you want. So let's say that you have been told your entire life that you're going to have diabetes and later your goal is not to have diabetes. Well, some belief in behavior in the back of your brain is saying, everyone in my family's gotten diabetes. They've told me I'm going to have diabetes, so therefore I'm going to have diabetes. But they don't have to. So my my advice is to recognize that your brain will try and sabotage you if you have a strong belief in behavior and that what you need to do is go out and meet people who have prevented themselves from having diabetes or um, who have been cured of other ailments that are even worse than diabetes. As you start to meet them and understand their stories, you tend to start to shift your belief into possibility that, wow, if they could do that, I could do that too. And, you know, I find that that is a a key to almost everything in life. I mean, I always have felt, and I believe it so strongly, that if other people have done it, that opens a doorway that you can do it. So just believing and going for that one simple practice every day is, is, will just expand your horizons because you can do it. If it's been done, you can do it. And even if it hasn't been done, maybe you'll be the first one to do it. Yeah, and and what I love to help people recognize is that you you took a lifetime to create those strong beliefs and behaviors. And just like walking through a field of grass one day, if you came back the same the next day, you would not notice where you walked. You have to walk that path every single day in order to create sort of a groove in the dirt. Well, the same thing's happening in your brain. You've got these neural pathways, the ones that are really associated with those strong beliefs and behaviors almost look like mind grooves, all right? They're these very strong 
uh, neural pathways. And the good news about that is through repetition and making what you want familiar and welcome by reading other people's stories and meeting them, what you'll do is create a new belief, which is a belief in possibility, and then you'll start to notice the steps to take to make that goal yours. The fifth step is to be patient. You know, so often in our society, we have such an instant gratification society. If I wake up at three o'clock in the morning and I want something, I can go somewhere to get it, or I can go online to Amazon and get it the next day. (laughs) So we need to be patient because sometimes um, the right path and the right step for you to take needs a little time to brew. So wait for those possible steps to show up. Be consistent with your daily practice. Be consistent strengthening a new belief, a new possibility, and wait for those intuitive leads, those creative ideas and strong thoughts. Be patient. Don't force something to happen. Otherwise, you might fail, and then your brain will put your intuitive messages back on mute. The sixth step is to be disciplined. There's going to be something that shows up when you're going for a goal that's bigger than anything you've achieved before or different than anything you've achieved before. And this is now a new, larger goal. Sometimes what happens in us is there's a pull back to your old norm. This is perfectly normal, but it tries to pull you back to where you knew how to cope. And that unknown, bigger lifestyle, more successful lifestyle is unknown and it's scary. And so that pull that is trying to take you back to that old, comfortable, not so financially free lifestyle is a real feeling. You can work through that by being disciplined. Keep using the daily practice. Keep focusing on your goals. Make what you want familiar and welcome. You did the same thing when you learned to ride a bike or drive a car or type on that crazy keyboard that's not in alphabetical order. Keep up with the practice and be disciplined. And then finally, the last step is if you really want to live a life that seems a whole lot easier but is a whole lot more successful, then you should Discover your personal purpose. And if you have a company, figure out what the purpose, the why that your company exists. If you do that, you'll tend to be more profitable. Ernst & Young fun, uh, funded a study in 2015 that was published in the Harvard Business Review, and they surveyed almost 500 CEOs. And in that survey, what they learned is that those CEOs that had a clearly defined purpose statement, which is why their company exists, not what they do, but why they exist, and had stakeholder buy-in, they tended to be more profitable. So purpose can actually lead to profits. Those are your seven steps. Uh, And I, I really, those are wonderful, wonderful steps. And as I was saying at the beginning, those seven steps to create a life you love using the gratitude formula also will be the path to wealth, which is your other book. I want to ask you, May, because uh, you have many stories, and you say in here that you are a storyteller. You grew up in a very large family, and I love that. It sounds like you're, you have a very close-knit family, and that you were always uh, writing plays and producing them and charging 25 cents uh, to the neighbors to come and watch them. 
And yeah. uh, I mean, it's a great idea. <laughs> you know, it's a really great, a great thing that you're doing. So uh, let's. Uh, I wanted you to tell the story about how you decided to write your book because you always wanted to write, but you really had to um, meet other authors and then go into action and take the next step and, you know, go to some meetings, et cetera. But I think that's an important uh, point to to share with listeners because when people really want to do something, sometimes they just feel that fear. So you walk through your fear using these gratitude steps. But would you tell us how you did it? Oh, sure. Um, Gosh, in the gratitude formula, I have lots of stories, not just the story about me becoming an author. You have lots lots of stories and lots of different people. That's the fun part. Yeah, so my my story is I had, um, just like I described earlier, a very, very strong belief that I could not write as well as published authors. That was a strong belief that I had. Um, I went to public high school in Hawaii, which is generally ranked 50 out of 50 uh, in terms of the states. And um, during the SAT, I mean, I love to write. Don't get me wrong. I love to write stories. I love to write business contracts. I love to write marketing information and taking complicated ideas and making them simple to understand. I love to write. But when I think about the published authors that I love to read, I don't consider myself to be in the same uh, caliber, you know, with their beautiful prose. And, and, you know, uh, just to jump in there, most people don't. So I do think that's what holds people back because people say to me all the time, oh, I'd love to write a book, but I don't know how or I don't have the, you know, I don't have the qualifications. So you're a perfect example of someone who felt they didn't but really did. Right. So um, what I what I had was something that I wanted to share, which I and I wanted to give, which is information about how to succeed in life and in business. And I had taught hundreds and hundreds of employees who have worked for me over the years how to do their jobs well. And I've taken complicated ideas and made them really easy to understand. And what I learned is that if I gave them something to do and asked them to do it, and assured them that the understanding would follow, they would do it and they would be successful. So I, I, I wanted to teach people how to do this. And I was asked after teaching, a, I guess it was about the 500th person had gone through the workshops, and they asked me if I'd write a book in order to convey all the stories that I tell in the workshops, which is not in their workbook. And I hemmed and hawed about it. And so I just used the same daily practice that I describe in the book. I I wrote down a goal as being a published author. I went out and met other authors to make their journeys familiar and welcome to me. I started to learn that there were published authors everywhere in all walks of life. And it got to the point over months where I recognized, wow, if they could do it, I could do it. And then it went one step further. I went to a writer's workshop, a day-long event, and I talked to some writers that talked about struggle. And Cynthia, I don't do struggle. Right, uh, right. That is so not part it's of not me. It's not you. It's not, and it's not part of your practice. It's not part of your success system either because so, you're all about gratitude. So I changed my goal and I said that it would be easy and joyful 
to be a published author. Mm-hmm. Not just a published author, but easy and joyful. Easy and joyful. Exactly. And, and so- you know what? Those are key words there. And you do share that information in the book is when you hit a roadblock, maybe you have to use some different adjectives. Yeah, truly. Something that invokes a feeling that you want to experience. And as it turned out, I was led, I I thought of this woman who I hadn't thought of in a while. And then I ended up seeing her the following, you know, two days later. And I went up to her to tell her that I had thought of her and had planned to contact her and she needed help. And I found in my schedule that I was able to help her. So as I was helping her, I met somebody else that was helping her at the same time. And that person turned me on to another workshop that I went to that was a a president of a publishing house based in Texas and New York. And I went to his workshop and I felt completely out of place. I mean, these were really accomplished people that were in this workshop, and I was really out of place, but I knew I was guided there, and I was going to get whatever I could out of that workshop. He found out who I was, what I did, what my background was, and he called me personally to talk about my book. And during the course of the conversation, he asked me to send him my manuscript. So I did. And we talked a month later. And he said, well, in your book, you tell people to practice this for 30 days as written and that they'll notice a change. He said, so I had myself and all my staff practice your your, uh, daily practice. And guess what? It worked. It worked. And I said, well, thank you very much. I'm so happy to hear that. And then he uh, asked me if. He could publish the book. Wow. That's, I just think that was such an inspirational story because these things, you know, it does happen like this, but we do have to have the system. So the name of the book is The Gratitude Formula, A Seven-Step Success System to Create a Life That You Love. May McCarthy is the author. Her website is maymccarthy.com, and McCarthy is M-C-C-A-R-T-H-Y. And, you know, you, you come, is your entire family do from, have a spiritual background? Because I, or is this something that you have on your own that you decided? How did, how did that all go? Because I love the fact of how you frame what you're doing every day. So everyone in my family practices uh, faith. You know, everyone has a very, very strong belief in mm-hmm. in God. And um, we all, we tend to practice it a little bit different. Differently. But, but we've got a, an absolute love and passion for this, this, all of the qualities of God, this idea of love and truth and power and, 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 and just, you know, knowing that everything that ever was, is, and will be has a creative source. Mm-hmm. And well, and I like the way that you call your, your source, the chief spiritual officer, the C. S-O. <laughs> yes, and it could be the chief supreme officer or whatever, you know, I, you make it very clear. You can make it whatever you'd like. But the, the idea is to follow these seven steps every day. Now, before we end May, in your book, because I do read all the books cover to cover and I read yours and you had a comment about it's better to uh, write longhand um, as opposed to typing on the computer. And I have to say for me, I have stopped doing 
doing longhand a long time ago only because I think so quickly that I can't even read my own writing, much less nobody else can read it. So I put it on the computer, but I have found that it works really well if I just use um, use my laptop and just it, the important thing to me is to get the ideas out of my head down my arm and onto something that I can read it back yeah so my my advice to anyone that's picking this up for the very first time is try it typing it or writing it whichever one you want whatever, whatever works okay but if you're not getting the results that you want try the other thing oh well, so the bottom line is if you're not getting the results you're right, do something, change your approach just a little bit differently. Yeah, maybe choose some different words or it, try and write it out by hand. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, what this, I'm a big believer since we all have unique DNA, unique fingerprints. I mean, we are unique creations. And it stands to reason that there's going to be some sort of unique to our goal attainment strategy. So I ask people to try it as written for 30 days. And if they're not getting the results that they want, they can tweak it and make it uniquely yours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, speaking of that, uh, May has been kind enough in her book to give samples. She has sample goal statements. She has sample CSO letters. Uh, and I think that is really, really helpful. And before, uh, we have, I have one more thing I just wanted to bring out, May, if it's if you have this time, is you talk about uh, you have your Sankham meeting, which is you have a group and you have an outline in it that you meet once a month to support one another. And I have I don't care what you call it, whether it's a you know a mentorship committee or whatever. But I've always found that we're more blessed and we do better when we do create a, a, a small group of, you know, two to five people who really care about each other's goals and their prayer requests or whatever. So do you want to just say a couple, a couple words about your group and how you do it? Oh, sure. Um, so I'm a big believer in not trying to do anything in life in isolation. You know, you, you need to have some people around who you can love on and support and who are champions and supporters of you. And a sangha or a small group or a prayer group or an empowerment group or uh, even some people call them masterminds, but whatever you want to call it, a small group allows a collective consciousness to exist when all of us are focusing on the good outcomes that each other have expressed that they desire it tends to add power to manifesting it into your life so in our group we check in say how the whole month went and then we also go around one more time and you know we catch up and have a little potluck And then we go around the circle one more time and say, what is it that we want to experience for this next month? And we declare it with gratitude as though it's already complete. Then every single morning when I'm doing my daily practice, I read those statements out loud as though they're already done. Mm -hmm. So for for each of my other friends, my five friends that are in my group, I read their statement the statement they created, 
out loud as though it's done. And I'm adding my faith, my, my power of my word to theirs. So that's five times the power if, uh, that, you know, instead of doing it by yourself. Yeah, and I also read my own. So, right. so six times six. the power. <laughs> exactly. So that is really powerful. Well, yeah, in, in the book, I give an outline of, of how, how you can it. create one if, if yes. you want to. Well, and you also give uh, ways to overcome, you know, to erase or neutralize mistakes, to overcome fear, you know, how to uh, increase your success, all those good things. It's a lovely, lovely book, and it's a a very short read of 170 pages, so very uh, quick and filled with gratitude. It's called The Gratitude Formula, A Seven-Step Success System to Create a Life You Love, Mae McCarthy. Her website is maymccarthy.com. May, I thank you so much for coming and sharing everything that you are doing, and I wish you all success uh, in everything else that you do with your clients. And I know people can can find you or book you to speak, etc. And I have no doubt that all good things will be coming your way and to your friends, family, clients, and fans. So thank you for joining us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Cynthia. Really appreciate being on. MayMcCarthy.com. Go out and pick up a copy of the book, the gratitude formula when we come back from break we will be talking about helping children fail and learning that failure is all right i'm cynthia bryan this is star style be the star you are we're brought to the airwaves under the species of be the star you are 501c3 empowering women families and youth Visit us at bethestarur.org, and if possible, make that donation and feel the gratitude. We'll be back in a bit. Be the star you are, the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. How do you build and maintain long-term client relationships that garner referrals? You can try a couple of these suggestions. Be upfront. Honesty is the best policy. Even though people had bad news, it's best to let the truth go when problems arise. Listen with both ears. You'll strengthen relationships by really listening to your client. Talk less, listen more. Do what you say you will do. In other words, show up, follow up, follow through. And put the client you are with first, making every client feel like she is the most important person in the world to you. That means paying close attention and not multitasking when in conversation. And gratitude works. Be grateful and say so. The more gratitude you show, the more you'll have to be thankful for. Analyze your client's needs. Don't sell them. Offer benefits they can use. And you'll build relationships that are enthusiastic about your services. You are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan from Star Style with another business bite. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. Be the star you are. The star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion dollars. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, 
produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business. Well, this is our gratitude show, and I am very grateful that you are still here. And isn't that exciting to think that if you, you know, really do show gratitude and you do this daily practice, like May said, that you can bring the miracles and magic into your life. So really try to do that. So um, in the last few minutes that we have, I want to help you help your children learn to fail because we are um, creating kids today that are in a failure-deprived generation. You know, we're kind of blaming everything on helicopter parents or lawnmower parents or snowplow parents or the other heavy machinery types who sweep in and haul out their uh, the coaches and get you know get better grades for their kids and do all those things that are not really good. I know it's really painful to watch your child fail or to stumble, but we want to show them a lot of love by making a problem instantly better. But if we do it for them, we're not making them better. So we need to look beyond the immediate emergency and take the longer view. How can we help our child grow from life's many setbacks while I'm still here to help? I always talk about failure as fertilizer. If we can just use it uh, proactively, uh, use it as the compost to grow something new. Failing is essential to a well-lived life, and uh, education leaders are noting that. Mistakes reside in a great neighborhood. They're literally on the corner of learning and pushing one limit. So being comfortable faltering and getting back up are essential to building resilience. We don't rejoice in easy victories, and if we recover from a failure, we learn something about ourselves. We become tougher than we thought, and we become more hardworking, and that's how confidence is built. Uh, There are a lot of leadership development specialists, and one was uh, whose name is Simmons was leading a, re- a workshop series that included having professors and students publicly air their rejection letters and their biggest screw up. So last year, Columbia University's Teachers College established the Education for Persistence Innovation Center, and it's dedicated to studying the role of failure in learning and innovation. Now, in 2016, the center's director showed that students in low-income high schools who learned about the struggles and failed experiments of scientists like Marie Curie saw their own science grades improve. 
They see that intelligence is not something you are born with, but something you gain through effort and mistakes. Students realize that success requires a journey with failures along the way. So, of course, you don't want to just, you know, throw your kids to the wolves, um, but Experts really do agree that the sweet spot of failure often lies outside of children's comfort zones where they have the chance to learn something that's going to serve them well, you know, in the future without hurting them in some way. For example, if they're running for a student council or running for cheerleader and then they lose, it's okay. Emphasize to them that failures are proof that they're pushing themselves, you know, to do something. And if they're not making mistakes, they're probably not challenging themselves enough. So here's a few tips if you want to help raise the bar for failures. This is where you can begin as a parent. First of all, step back and allow your kids the chance to fail naturally. Let them start young when the stakes are low. I mean, you know, when the three-year-old loses to you when they're playing a game, okay, that's really good. They may have a meltdown, but you can't lose your cool. Instead, you just say, I know it's hard, but hey, you know, we all lose sometimes. And then school-age kids, sports offer great lessons in taking your bumps. And usually it's literal bumps too. So sometimes, you know, it's okay. Don't come to their rescue. Don't try to go talk to the coach and say, I don't want my kid benched. Instead, let the teammates um, help them do their personal best. The next thing is to teach them self-compassion. However much it helps them grow, messing up does hurt. So validate their discomfort and maybe sit with them and let them know that it's okay to feel badly about failing, but do active listening by repeating the gist of what they're saying, saying, yeah, that's really rough. You must feel so angry now. And then encourage them to practice you know, feeling, oh, giving themselves comfort. It's that they need to be kind to themselves and not to say bad things about themselves. When you help them through the emotional sting, they'll feel capable to try again. And then emphasize the lessons. Your kids take cues uh, from you and what failure is to you. So when you have a failure, your reaction to that has a huge impact on your kids. So talk to them in a way that focuses on the process. And, you know, you can say, I'm so upset at the way things turned out, but I'm going to figure out a different way. And it's okay. I failed. So let them know that everybody fails, even you, when they think that, you know, you are the end all of everything. Share those screw-ups. You may think being a good role model means you have to be appear perfect, but it's really the opposite that's true. You have to share your stumbles with your kids, and then it shows them that mistakes are totally normal, and it helps them take their own mistakes in stride. So, like, if you're in sales and you miss a sales call, or you really try and uh, something happens, or, you know, you forget to call the plumber, you just go... You know, whoops, I, I, I forgot my brain just had something else uh, that happened and I'll get on it. So you can also discuss the struggles of their heroes if they have a favorite athlete or um, if they have a favorite celebrity or a favorite author. It's impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you don't live at all. And then you just fail by default, right? And that's what Goosebumps has taught us. Um, 
And then get real about social media. I, you know, the whole Instagram, everything is so pretty on there and Pinterest and all of that. It seems that everybody is accepted into their dream schools and they have lots of friends and they go to a lot of parties and that they have no struggles. But just keep repeating to your kids all the time that understand what you're seeing on social media is not real. Posts leave the tough stuff out. Everyone has a bad day. So it's not it's not uh, normal just to post all the crappy things. So um, nudge them out of their comfort zone. My 10-year-old son prefers activities he's already good at, like music and math, says one person. But he wanted to start playing basketball. And so you can get real. You can say, yeah, you might end up sitting on the bench a lot, but hey, go for it. So kids learn lots of things when they're not the best at something. They're going to learn persistence, empathy, and they're going to learn how to lose gracefully. So it's never too late. So out of love, you may have spent years, you know, running interference and doing things, but now it's time to let your kids fail on their own. And you can... um, You can just let them know that you believe in them. And considering your parenting lapse, just one more chance to model making mistakes and letting your kids grow from them because it's a lifelong process and you are not always going to be around. Well, that is our gratitude show for today. And again, I send you my gratitude for staying with with us every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific right here on Voice America Network on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We know that you can change your life and make it for the better, and this is why we want to bring you the experts and the great authors that can help you do that, and we hope that Mae McCarthy um, will do that for you. So until next week, when we celebrate again, remember that love always will make you smile and please visit be the star you are go out into the world and make it a great day be the star you are the star you are be the star you are you are the star it's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program star style be the star you are we have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire inform entertain and motivate you to be the star you were born to be for more information visit starstyleradio.com and to make a donation to the charity go to be the star you ignite the flame that burns brightly within Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? 
Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com. CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a changemaker when you dare to care by supporting Be the Star You Are Charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Bethestarur.org. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Low literacy and poor communication skills have been identified in studies as major contributors to general conduct disorders, psychiatric disorders, criminal behavior, and adolescent suicide. To live and prosper in this society, we must be lifelong learners with access to knowledge and skills that can sustain our lives at work, at home, and in our communities. Be the Star You Are 501c3 Charity has been working to increase literacy and improve positive message programming since 1999. You can help by making a tax-deductible donation today. Visit www.bethestarur.org. Everybody counts. www.bethestarur.org. Be the lucky star you are. 